Hey, what's up everybody and welcome. Don't really know why I uh, kind of went goat on that little segment right there. I, I kind of channeled my inner goat and uh, I didn't think I had one. I thought that was reserved for Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, and uh, Tom Brady. But apparently Joe Kruger is in that category. Pretty elite company, if I say so myself. But uh, anyway, here we are, episode 93. Holy shoot. It's my mater impression, you know, like mater, like tuh mater without the tuh. Um, but uh, seriously, holy shit. Uh, episode 93. We are so close to triple digits, and that's going to be a fun episode. That one will have to wait till 2024. But man, when that episode drops, my balls are going to drop in someone's mouth because I'm going to be like, suck it. I don't know where I was going with that. I really don't. I started saying something, and then I realized right away this train uh might be going off the rails so i kind of tried to hit the emergency brake and stopped it early but i didn't it was a little late because i still was talking about putting my balls in someone's mouth and i apologize anyway we're gonna move on past the uh teabagging little part right there um that's twice already it's been a minute and 20 seconds and i've made myself look like an asshole twice already so um the first one was the goat thing for reference just in case you were wondering um you also might be listening and be like you make yourself look like an asshole the entire episode so you're gonna have to be more specific joseph and uh yeah i apologize i'm gonna i'm gonna take notes right there but uh anyway episode 93 this is a special episode because your boy was born in 1993 and sometimes you can actually abbreviate years down to two numbers instead of four it's a pretty cool trick we in the industry use sometimes you could actually use it if you want to i don't worry i won't tell it's cool with me uh so you could take the year 1993 and then you could just abbreviate it to 93 and uh it, people know what you're talking about and you get to save some breath. So you could, you know, personally, I get to save some breath so I could use that breath for saying other dumb shit. Um, but we're going to start off real quick with a 1993 little, uh, fun fact coming at you thing. Um, here we go. So back in 1993, the world population was 5 billion, 588 million, 94,837. And I like to think I was one of those people. USA population, 260 million. So, uh, I don't know the math. It was my understanding there would be no math. But I think the USA wasn't as big as it is now. And I'm treading into territory here that that I really, I don't know a lot about population facts. So I'm going to, I'm going to, again, hit the emergency brake before that train goes off the rails. Um, I'm going to have to do some rails after listening to this episode because I am, I am a disappointment to everyone. Anyway, president of the United States, one Billy Clinton. Your boy was a dog. Stars born in 1993. Ariana Grande was born in 1993. Uh, Zane Malik. Don't know who that is. Olajide, Olajide, Olatunji. Don't know who that is. Savannah LeBrant. Don't know who that is. And Lauren Rihimaki. I don't know why I would think that I would know who that third one was um, if I didn't know. I actually don't know who four out of those five are. I know Ariana Grande because I actually wrote, 
I tweeted at Ariana Grande one time. I wanted to make a remix to her song, Break Up With Your Boyfriend. Hurry up, you know, break up with your boyfriend and hurry up because I'm bored. I don't sing it quite as well as her, but I'm close. Um, I wrote a remix to that called, uh, I think it was like, uh, let's go to Chipotle. And it was, let's go to Chipotle and get a burrito, something like that. I wrote a whole thing and it was pretty great. And then I tweeted to her, I was like, hey, can you help make this a thing? You know, can you, can I get your support? Miss Grande or Ariana, whatever you like to be called. Um, I don't know. Ari? Um, Anna? I don't know. Grande? Do you just like to be called Grande? I don't know. I didn't get an answer from her. Surprisingly, I did not get an answer from her. I was asking for her support, and I did not get it. So, uh, Ariana Grande, when this podcast blows up, don't expect me to be calling you to be on. Not that you would be. But uh, anyway, popular TV shows back in 1993, Roseanne. Great. Home Improvement, that's actually one that I like. Seinfeld, that's one that I like. Home Improvement and Seinfeld, fucking killing it back in 1993. By the way, I forgot to mention stars that Stars Born category. Joe Kruger. <laughs> Joe Kruger was, that was an easy joke, and you probably saw it coming, and I apologize. But uh, Home Improvement and Seinfeld, killing it back in the year that I was born. That's just great. 60 Minutes was big, and Grace Under Fire. Never watched Grace Under Fire. I wasn't a big 60 Minutes guy either. It would come on after certain TV shows. And I will say the the beginning where it's that the clock just ticking, that uh that did intrigue me, but not enough to to suck me in. More like maybe if it was sucking me off, I would have been more intrigued. Blow job jokes. We're gonna move on. What things cost back in 1993? A gallon of milk was $2.27. How about that? Dozen eggs, 87 cents. A postage stamp, 29 cents. The average salary was 32385 A gallon of gas was one eleven. Oh, man, I miss those days. Although I will say, gas prices are going down right now. They're under 3 bucks. A lot of them are under, like, they're around, like, 270 275 something like that. And I kind of want to put a Facebook status out there and be like, so now that gas prices are down, Biden, no lo- you know, he's no longer responsible for that, right? Just kind of stir the pot a little bit. Start some shit. You know me. I'm a little shit starter. I'm a little riot maker. Call me Tech 9. Average new car was $16,803. Average house was $147,475. Wow. Wow. How the times have changed. Some popular... It's kind of sad, so I'm going to move on. Popular songs. I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Love it. Love it. Tag team. Uh, whoop. There it is. Uh, can't Help Falling in Love by UB40, That's the Way Love Goes, by Janet Jackson, and Freak Me, by Silk, appropriate song to come out in the year that I was born, because I'm a little freaky guy, I'm a little freaky boy. (laughs) Sorry, that got weird. Uh, Let's go to some Oscar winners. Best Actor was Al Pacino for Scent of a Woman. Best Actress was Emma Thompson for Howard's End. Best Directing was Clint Eastwood, and Best Picture was Unforgiven. Um... Which is the motto of my life. Unforgiven. No rest for the wicked. Just kidding. I am. Uh, I know I come off like a hard ass, but it's not like that. Um, some sports highlights. By the way, Oscar winners. Um, Hocus Pocus came out in 1993. Probably got snubbed at the Oscars, I would say. Could have been nominated for a lot of things. My man Larry Bagby put on a great performance. And uh, just all around. You know, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker looking the hottest she's ever looked. And, uh, that was it. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. 
if she if Sarah Jessica Parker like walked in and Trader Joe's and was like, "Hi, I was on Sex in the City," I'd be like, "I know who you are, I know who you are," and and then she was like, "You want to go get coffee?" I'd be like, "Absolutely, SJP, let me get in them guts." That was gross. Um, but Hocus Pocus came out in 1993, so another uh, another great 1993 fact. Some sports highlights: the MLB World Series champions. Toronto Blue Jays, the BJs, getting it in in 1993. Woo! They didn't suck back then. Those BJs didn't suck. Blowjob joke. Uh, the Super Bowl champions. How about them Cowboys? Dallas Cowboys were the Super Bowl champions back in 1993. I don't think they've done a fucking thing since. Uh, they've been pretty irrelevant from you know the the 2000s uh, to currently. They're going to make the playoffs this year, most likely. I don't want to say anything for sure, but they should. Um, however. They got some issues they got to work on. The NBA champions, champions, doubles, doubles, starting their reign that would, you know, go on throughout the 90s. They're not starting their reign, but their reign had already started, and people knew Michael Jordan was the GOAT. The Bulls, the greatest team of the 90s, arguably the greatest team ever, the 96, 97 Bulls, but... Anyway, that's a couple years down the line because that's when we're talking about 1993. So, But still a good team because they're the fucking champions. And then the Stanley Cup champs were the Montreal Canadiens. Hey, how about them Canadians, eh? Eh, sorry. I don't know what I was going with that, but Canadians haven't really done much uh, recently. They made, they made the Stanley Cup, but everyone knew, like, the Lightning were going to win. They made the Stanley Cup recently is what I meant. And then finally, some historical events in 1993. IBM announces a $4,970,000,000, nope, 970 million, whoops, loss for 1992. The largest single-year corporate loss in United States history to date. The Intel Corporation ships the first Pentium chips. No idea what really either of those means, so that just shows where I'm at uh, intellectually or knowledgeably. Is knowledgeably a word? I don't fucking know, and honestly, I don't care. The unemployment rate falls to 6.5%, the lowest since January 1991. How about that? That's pretty cool. It's good news. And an executive order requires the United States Air Force to allow women to fly warplanes. That's great. Look in 1993, being progressive. What a year, and what an episode this will be. It's just me today, but man, I got some stuff to talk about. I've, you know, sports and movies and just all this stuff, all this stuff, some music in there. It's, it's going to be fun. And again, it's just me today. I apologize for that. But, um, the new year's extravaganza will have a lot of people on. You might be overwhelmed by how many people are on. Cause I'm going to be trying something new, a new little thing that, uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, um, anyway, that's the intro. That's 11 minutes. That's a solid intro. 1993 episode 93 feel good Friday FGF. Let's Fucking go, my dudes. All right, everybody, we are back. Episode 93, Feel Good Friday. Let's go, motherfucker. Just added that for a little flair, you know, a little little pizzazz, a little razzle-dazzle. Hit him with the old razzle-dazzle. You know, I actually still haven't watched uh, Burt Kreischer's Razzle Dazzle special. I don't know. I used to love him. 
And then I think I kind of bought into the internet when the internet was like, you know, we're over Burt Kreischer. And I know there are a lot of people who are not over Burt Kreischer. Like, he still has millions and millions of fans. But um, I kind of, like, I saw that, and then it was just, yeah, he does do some some annoying things. Him and Steve-O, both just these attention whores who are funny dudes, and I would love to hang out with them sometime. But, like, as far as their content, like, I'm good. They, they just, they do a little bit too much for me, in my opinion. In my opinion, that could be an unpopular opinion. Daggers out. Uh, if I say that somewhere where that's not the, like, but, because I know people... Steve-O, Burke Rush, they got some loyal fans, but, and again, I do like them, like, I love their stuff, I love their, um, you know, I've, I've grown up watching a lot of them, more so Steve-O than, uh, Burke Kreischer, I found out about Burke Kreischer when I was in college, perfect time to find out about, find out about Burke Kreischer, it's a, it's a great college role model, but Steve-O, I've been watching since I was in grade school, so also perfect time to find out about Steve-O, another, another great role model, probably explains why I have no concern for my own well-being anyway um we are so close to the playoffs right now football uh fantasy football by the way i uh, i fucked myself and i'm considering retirement i just want to put that out there i'm considering not doing fantasy football anymore i know the world is going to be shocked it's it's like when Calvin Johnson retired or Barry Sanders or or Gronkowski well maybe not Gronkowski but in early retirement you know but uh, it's just so frustrating, and it takes up so much of my time, uh, and it takes up a lot of my mental capacity as well. It stresses me out, and I don't want to spend all of fall and some of winter just being stressed out that I lost a, a fantasy football game. And I trick myself into doing it every year, and every year I'm like, you know what, I'm not going to care, I'm just going to have fun, and then I always get competitive, and you know, I make a wrong move and I beat myself up for it. I'm beating myself up still for last week. Kevin Cosman beat me in the uh, semis. And again, this is the second year in a row that I was the top seed. I was the best team in the league all regular season. And then I lose in the first round of the playoffs. Because I got some injury bad luck. Like, DJ Moore got injured in the game. And then um, Pacheco went out as well. I needed him. And he got injured. He got a concussion. Pacheco's a bitch. But um, if he hears this, you're, Pacheco's not a bitch. Like, you're pretty awesome. You're a cool dude. And uh, we should hang out sometime if you want to. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. Um... So yeah, I'm considering a little retirement from fantasy football just because I think I would be happier. I think I would be better off for it, and um, and and long long time. I think the first year would be difficult. I'd be Jones in to like check the fantasy football scores and look at the stats. And but part of me is also like, what if it goes the other way? What if it works out very well? Um, what if I retire and then all of a sudden it's like it's a weight lifted, and I could just enjoy football games for what they are. It's a beautiful, awesome sport. That brings people together. And uh, I don't know. I just I didn't have as much fun this year. I've, I enjoyed winning. I really did. But it just, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't the, maybe maybe next year if I do do it again. <laughs> do do. That's a poo joke. Uh, if I do fantasy football again, maybe there can be some spark that gets reignited. And, you know, we'll get you back. But as it is right now, it's just. It, wasn't, it didn't feel the same for me this year. The fact that I was contemplating retirement all season and I was winning all season, it just wasn't great. But, yeah, I lost to Kevin Cosman in the semis because I didn't play Saquon Barkley. If I had played Saquon Barkley, I would have won because he put up 19 and Antonio Gibson only put up 10. I thought Antonio Gibson was going to do very well. Brian Robinson was out. 
Jets running defense, not great. And he only put up 10 for me, and Saquon put up 19, and I lost by, like, 8 points. So I literally would have won by, like, 2 points if I had played Saquon Barkley instead of Antonio Gibson. So I'm not—I think it might take a whole offseason just to get over that. So maybe retirement is the best option. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. Um, At the moment, I'm just taking this day by day, and I'm trying to uh, make sure that my loved ones are happy and I'm doing anything I can to do that, even if that means— Giving them some space, because I realize that I can be a little much, you know. I send some jokes sometimes, some drunk texts that it's just like, all right, Joe, let's take it easy. And I realize that, and I should reel it back. I should ugh, pull back the reins a little bit. Easy there, killer. I got me a marlet. Yeah, but, you know, but um, so I need to work on that. So New Year's resolution? Sure. That's one of them. Anyway, let's talk about professional football, though, not fantasy football. Let's talk about people that actually do this for a living. Um the NFL. Let's go through the playoffs. Let's go through the playoff berth, berths. Uh, clinched a playoff spot. One seed right now, the Ravens. They're 12-3, and three, first in the AFC North, first in the AFC. The two seed is the Dolphins. They have clinched a playoff spot. They're 11-4 right now. And the third team to clinch a playoff spot, get out of motherfucking town, it's the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, they just beat the shit out of the Jets last night, and they clinched a playoff spot with Joe Flacco, the Flack attack. Um, once you flack that ass up, he's he's literally he's killing. He's throwing some picks. He's making some bad throws, but he's making a lot of good throws. He's airing it out. He's a, he's proving that he's an elite QB, and it's pretty it's pretty awesome. So those are the only three teams that have clinched right now in the AFC. But for the Browns, I'm really happy for them because they've sustained a lot of shit. They've dealt with injuries all year, starting off with Nick Chubb. If they still had Nick Chubb, oh my God, I think they would be. They might be Super Bowl favorites. I'm not even exaggerating. They're playing so good, and that defense is so great. Uh, they'll give up a couple, a couple plays here and there, but for the most part, they're great. And um, man, if they had Nick Chubb, damn, the things that could be. Uh, so I might pick up a Tim Couch jersey for the playoffs if the Browns make a deep playoff run. We'll see. I don't know who they would play in the uh, first round, but we'll we will see. We will see. So in the hunt right now are the Chiefs. Still haven't clinched. The Chiefs have not clinched a playoff spot. They haven't clinched their division yet. Uh, they haven't clinched a wild card spot, like just to get a playoff spot. They have not clinched. The Jaguars are in the hunt. They're first in the AFC South, but literally the Colts and Texans are both 8-7 and seven as well. Um, the Bills are 9-6. and six. I hope the Bills get in. I, I, I've always loved Buffalo. Go, go, Buffalo. No one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. The Four Falls of Buffalo, that one's a little bit sad, so I don't know why I threw that in, but love Josh Allen. Um, James Cook is killing it. I should have kept him. I traded him to Paul in fantasy. See, it all comes back to fantasy. I hate myself. That's why I want to nix that. But, um, yeah, so the, fir- the the clinched ones are Ravens, Dolphins, Browns. In the hunt are Chiefs, Jaguars, Bills, Colts. That's how the seeds would go right now. Um, uh, on the bubble which is more so in the hunt as well. The Texans, who, like I said, they're 8-7 and seven in the AFC South. The Bengals are surprisingly in it. The Steelers are still in the bubble. The Raiders are still in it as well. And the Broncos. And the Broncos. But the Broncos are actually benching Russell Wilson for Jared Stidham. I don't know if that's the best move. I get it. You need Sometimes you need that change of pace, but... I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work out for them. We'll see. They played the Chargers, so they might, they might get a W there, but... Man, I would love to see... Yeah, Ideally, you know, the Chiefs are going to make it. There's no doubt in my mind. That, that'd that be crazy if the Chiefs did not make the playoffs. That'd be insane. But 
They are nine and six, so crazier things have happened. But if you flip nine and six around, that's six and nine, 69 dudes, <laughs> oral sex. Um, I would love to see uh, the Bills, the Colts, and the Raiders. Those would be my three ideal teams because um, I think that AFC South, the Jaguars are going to finish. They play the Panthers, and I think they could beat the Panthers, but we'll see. Bryce Young did look good last weekend. He almost beat the Packers, so but I'm happy they didn't. I'm happy they didn't. Um, eliminated Patriots, Chargers, Titans, Jets, they're gone. Uh, let's go to the NFC, though. Enough of this AFC talk. Let's go to the NFC, the real conference right there. Clinched a spot. 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, go Birds. Detroit Lions, so happy for them that they clinched. That's awesome. And then the Dallas Cowboys have clinched a playoff spot, so they're in it. In the hunt, you got the Buccaneers, the Rams, and the Seahawks right now. Those are what the three remaining playoff spots would be given to, the Bucks, the Rams, the Seahawks. On the bubble, Vikings, Packers, Saints, Falcons, all at 7-8. and eight. And the Bears are still in the bubble. The Bears are not eliminated, baby. Bear down. Oh, Chicago Bears. Oh, why am I adding those noises? I don't know. It just makes me happy that they're, like, actually competing. They are 6-9 and nine as well. Very nice record. Very sweet. Very gnarly. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty happy that they are still in the hunt. Um, they could still do it. It's crazy, but they could still do it. They, their playoff probability, uh, it's, it's at 1%. It might be, it's actually below 1%. So not good odds below 1%, not good odds, but not, it's not zero. They're not eliminated. I'll tell you who is eliminated. The Panthers, the Cardinals, the Commanders, and the Giants. So, um, sorry for them, but they are eliminated. Panthers at two and thirteen, and they're not even like trying to tank. They're just they're playing. They're actually playing. But like I said, Bryce Young looked good. I think he showed some promise. Um, if I do fantasy next year, maybe I'll draft him as my last pick, and he could be like a future keeper because he showed some promise. But um, yeah, I love this time of year. I love playoffs. Uh, you got the bowl games coming up. You got Alabama, Michigan, and Washington, Texas. Those should be fun. They have Alabama winning the whole thing, which I'm kind of bummed about. But what are you going to do? Um, they they were playing the best football. But this little break could kind of cool them off because they were hot. Break might cool them off. We'll see. I'm rooting for Texas, honestly. I would love a Texas-Michigan uh, championship. But you, you can't always get what you want, honey. Mick Jagger said it best. I believe he is credited with that quote. And he came up with it. He's a genius. Uh, it was either him or Gandhi. I don't know. But anyway, football, playoff football. Play like that, the hunt. Ah, oh, best time of year. I've said that about a lot of times of the year, like Halloween season, and then sometimes I'll say it in the summer. But it's a great time of year. We'll just go with a great time of year. It's not the best time. It's it's a great time. It's a solid time of year. NFL playoff pictures coming more and more into focus. More clarity. The Browns. Fucking love it. Give me a give me a Browns Bills AFC championship. And then give me a Bears, Bears Lions NFC Championship. Can that happen? And then I honestly I wouldn't care who won the Super Bowl. I'd be happy with any of those teams. Obviously, I would root for the Bears most. Bear down, baby. But yeah, we'll see. Anything could happen. Crazy time of year. All right, we're gonna take another break. We'll be back. We'll keep this episode a going. We'll keep this train a rolling. Not going off the off the rails yet. I'm doing some rails though. Hey, <laughs> just kidding.
another cocaine joke that was not genuine. It was not a sincere joke. I don't do cocaine. All right, stop hassling me about. I don't do it. All right, I don't do it. Oh, oh shit. All right, everybody, what's up? And welcome back to episode 93 of Feel Good Friday. 93FGFLFG. I have an STD. <laughs> what? No, I don't. Anyway, back to LFG. Let's fucking go. It's episode 93. Let's get off that time. I don't have an STD, so don't bring it up again. Why are you bringing it up? Why are you talking about it? I don't have one. We're going to party like it's 1993, baby. I got my Jinkos on. I'm going to KB Toys. Maybe I'll hit up Radio Shack afterwards. Maybe some Toys R Us. Get some cool shit. Maybe a new Limp Biscuit CD or a Corn CD. That's right. It's a new metal wave, baby. That new metal wave is coming through. So you got to ride it. You got to ride it. Anyway, back to episode 93. Now I know in my previous segment, I was just talking about the NFL. I was talking about football. But I'm not done yet because I forgot to talk about the comeback player of the year debate that's going on. Um, and when I say comeback, I do not mean Kim Kardashian. She got come on her back, right, in the video? That's a reference to a Chris Pratt blooper from Parks and Rec. It's one of the funniest reels of all time. You look up Chris Pratt Parks and Rec blooper reel on YouTube or whatever. It's very, very funny. He was a funny dude. And he just seemed a lot more lovable back then, back in the Parks and Rec days before he really hit it big and got into shape. But... Maybe he still is. I don't know the guy. Um, but that Parks and Rec, it's one of the funniest things ever. So he just seemed like such a such a joy to be around. But again, looks can be deceiving. You don't know. You probably listen to this podcast and you're like, Joe's a cool guy. And then you get to know me and you're like, mm, I'm going to take my talents elsewhere. I'm going to take my friendship elsewhere, I should say. Because um, I don't know if you even have talent. Loser. See? That's why no one wants to be around me. Anyway... Um, comeback player of the year, NFL. There's a debate going on right now, and DeMar Hamlin is the favorite. DeMar Hamlin uh, has the best odds. He's uh, minus 150. Minus 150 for comeback player of the year. Joe Flacco is next at plus 130. Baker Mayfield is plus 1,200. Matthew Stafford plus 5,000. Tua, Tua Tagovailoa at plus 6,000. And Lamar Jackson, for some reason, at plus 20,000. Lamar Jackson... Should not win it. But, anyway, um, DeMar Hamlin is the favorite because last year he basically died and now he's back. And uh, it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a little bit short of a miracle, but nonetheless it is kind of a miracle that he is even continuing his career. However, as amazing as that is, it's really great. I get it. He's barely played at all this season. If he didn't almost die last year, he would have been cut by now. But that would look so bad, PR-wise, to cut the guy that almost died. Um, so he's still on the team. But he's only played like a handful of snaps. Uh, he, I think he actually kind of lost them a game, one of their games, um, because he wasn't playing that well. And Joe Flacco just clinched the Browns their playoff spot. And Baker Mayfield... Has the Bucks in first place, and granted a terrible NFC South, but still, no one expected the Bucks to be in first place. Everyone thought the Saints were going to run that division, maybe the Falcons, but the Bucks look to be in control, and Baker Mayfield is killing it stat-wise. The defense has um, not been—it's been all right, it's been solid, but you know, Baker Mayfield is putting up Tom Brady last year in Tampa Bay numbers. 
I'm not saying Baker Mayfield is Tom Brady because he's better. I'm just kidding. But am I? I am. Um, however, Joe Flacco, though, he came back from a lot. Injury, playing for the Jets. Like, just you thought he was done. You, everyone thought after the Jets, Joe Flacco was done. And the Browns sign him because they have their quarterback struggles. Deshaun Watson gets hurt, and he's and he wasn't playing well that well even when he was on the field, and also um, off the field. Guy just uh, got a happy ending one way or another, you know. Even if his play wasn't that great, that was a poor joke. It was there was because he, you know, he's the whole massage parlor thing, and he sexually assaulted a bunch of girls. I probably shouldn't be joking about it at all, but here we are. And again, that's why people don't like me. Um, maybe if I made a good joke, people would like me. But mine was uh, it was a poor effort, and I apologize. However, Deshaun Watson didn't work out. They paid him $230 million. It didn't work out. He's not the Deshaun Watson that he was. It doesn't look like he is anyway. He still has time, I guess. Maybe he can win Comeback Player of the Year. Because he came on a lot of backs, you know what I mean? I think he just came in their hands. But um, Joe Flacco deserves it more than DeMar Hamlin. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the asshole to say it. I get it. DeMar Hamlin almost died, and it's a miracle that he's back. But he's not playing well, if he's playing at all. And Joe Flacco is out there killing it. He's slinging the ball. Yeah, he's got a couple picks here and there. But most quarterbacks do. He's throwing for like 300-plus yards a game in the games that he started. He's getting like three touchdowns a game in the games that he started. And last game, he didn't even have Amari Cooper. Elijah Moore got banged up. He's he's making the best out of what he has, and I think he I think he deserves it more than Demar Hamlin. I'm just gonna say it. I get it. You know, people will be like, "Yeah, but Demar Hamlin almost died." I get it. But he like, but he didn't die though. Like he didn't die. You know, if he died, he would have been dead. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like he wouldn't be here. He came close to dying. He had a near death experience, but. He's alive, and he's playing awful. So I think it should go to Flacco. That's just me. It's going to go to Hamlin. It's a damn shame because Flacco deserves it. Not that it's a huge award. And you know what? This should be motivation for Flacco. Just be like, all right, you don't want to give me comeback player of the year? I'm going to win a fucking Super Bowl. I fully believe that if the Browns still had Nick Chubb healthy, if he didn't, you know, if his knee didn't fucking explode earlier in the season, the Browns would be uh, Super Bowl contenders. However, they are where they are. Jerome Ford's doing an okay job, but um, Kareem Hunt, you know, he's doing all right. But man, if they had Nick Chubb with that defense, then Joe Flacco killing it the way he is. Amari Cooper resurgence. David Njoku's amazing. Um, man, that would have been fun. Would have been a lot of fun. Elijah Moore's doing all right, but they're going to make the best out of what they have. I still think they could beat a lot of teams. I like. There's not a team in the AFC that I would be surprised. If the Browns beat, I would not be surprised if they beat the Ravens, especially for the storyline. Joe Flacco goes to Baltimore, beats the Ravens in the playoffs after Baltimore's like the best team in the league. That should scare some Baltimore fans. Uh, I fully believe they could beat the Dolphins. Get that pressure on Tua, Waddle and um, Waddle and uh, Tyreek Hill aren't a hundred percent, quite a hundred percent. Mostert not a hundred percent. Devon Achain like not a hundred percent. So that Dolphins team is banged up, as amazing as that offense is. And as much as I would love to see the Dolphins, you know, do great, I I would love to see a Bills-Browns AFC championship. And I think I said that in my last segment. But, man, 
I am high on the Cleveland Browns, and I don't know why, but I'm going to order that Tim Couch jersey. Maybe I'll order a Joe Flacco jersey. I don't know. I'm sure they're selling them by now because he should be comeback player of the year, but he's not. So at least he won't be, most likely. It's a, it's a damn shame. Anyway, let's talk about something else because I want to talk about other things. I have a lot of things to talk about. Let's do some rapid horror movie reviews because I've been on a kick lately, people. I've been on a kick. So some rapid fire horror movie reviews. We are we are going to start with X. Um, X is the first in what will be a trilogy. And so far, the first two of the trilogy are amazing. X and Pearl. X is the, it's kind of, it's very Texas Chainsaw massacre feel like it's kind of a dirty feel it's basically these younger people uh that work at a strip club they go and they rent out this farm um from these this elderly couple and they're going to shoot a porno there porno there and the old lady that lives there names pearl um foreshadowing to the sequel she's like horny as fuck basically and uh then she gets jealous because she's like i don't have that beauty that you know, these kids have and, uh, her and her husband after they fuck in a very, very disgusting scene after they fuck, uh, they decide to just kill these kids, not kids, but like young adults, not young adults. That's actually still too low, like mid to high twenties, mid to upper twenties. Yeah. Uh, very gruesome ways. It's a, uh, Pretty crazy movie. Jenna, Jenna Ortega is in it. This was pre-Wednesday too, so she's pretty great in it. Um, Brittany Snow shows off her boobies. Kid Cudi shows his ass. A lot of nudity in this film. Mia Goth is great though. Mia Goth is in it and she's amazing. Um, yeah, it's it's a really fun horror movie. It's very gross though. It's very unsettling. Like it, That's why it has that Texas Chainsaw Massacre type of feel. Like It's very like you feel dirty in some scenes. And not like... Dirty because they're shooting a porno. Like, dirty, like, oh, Jesus, this is gross. So, especially, like, when the old people fuck. It's a very gross scene, but um, it's memorable. It's, like, fucking melted into my brain. So, that's great. Um, Anyway, the sequel to X is Pearl. Pearl is the origin story. It's an extraordinary origin story. It's a little play on words they did there. I approve. Um... And it is one of the most beautiful films I have seen, uh, even horror films. And Mia Goth, again in this one, gives one of the greatest horror movie performances I have ever seen. It is up there with Jack Nicholson in The Shining, um, Tony Collette in Hereditary. Like, it is truly fantastic. the The one scene where she's at the kitchen table with her friend, her blonde friend, and she's doing her monologue. It's fantastic and it's almost emotional and you're like you're watching this and you know this is a horror movie and this is a, it's kind of fucked up horror movie but yet it's shot so beautifully and presented so beautifully and i i could not get enough of it and i'm, I'm probably going to watch it again if i'm being honest um it's it's got this like almost this old school like 20s not 20s but like 40s 50s movie feel like hollywood feel but yet there's like modern horror deaths in it. And uh, just, again, a lot of gross scenes like an X. But the way it's shot, like I can't describe it. It's it's such a joy to watch as a horror movie fan. It is such a joy to watch. And Mia Goth is incredible in it. She's in almost every scene. Her screen time is nuts. Um, but she kills it. She absolutely kills it. No pun intended. 
Um, so go watch Pearl if you are a horror movie fan. It is it is truly a spectacle, and I loved it. Um, next up, we got Bone Tomahawk, which apparently came out in 2016, but I just found out about it the other week. Uh, one of the horror movie pages I'm on like posted a, a screenshot from it, and I was like, oh, shit, that looks intense. Hey, Kurt Russell, I know him. And so I went to go check it out. It was luckily on Hulu or Tubi or something, I believe. One of the, you know, many, many streaming devices that we have. But, uh, man, what a ride that movie was, really. It's crazy because it's like this super blend of genres. It's a Western action, dark comedy, horror thriller. Um, which is a crazy blend, but it works so well. It's uh, Kurt Russell, Richard Jenkins, Patrick Wilson, um, Matthew Fox, who actually is pretty great in it. And then uh, there's a couple other people, but I'm not 100% sure on the names at the moment. But if I had IMDb, I would be, but I don't. I'm going <clears> to <throat> I'm gonna stay professional. I'm not going to look it up. I'm just going to say it's a wild ride and it's worth your time. If Again, if you're a horror fan, actually, honestly, if you're... Any of those, like, it, again, a lot of funny jokes in it, but it's also very Western. A lot of, like, Western type of... Oh, yeah, David Arquette is in it. And Sid Haig. I forgot he was in the beginning. Like, so, a lot of a lot of, a lot of people in that. Um, and it's just, it's awesome. It's an awesome movie. It's, an, it's very violent. It's very brutal. Um, but it's really... It's a fun one. Uh, it's an experience, again. So... Not a spectacle like Pearl, but definitely an experience. A wild ride. I'll go with that one. Um, some scenes were a little dragged out. Uh, no pun intended because one of the guys breaks his leg and kind of has to drag along. But uh, yeah, it's um, that's another one that's uh, that's worth your time. So next up will be Cobweb. Now Cobweb, on the horror pages that I follow, I had been told or I had seen that the ending was, it kind of ruined it. And at first I thought it did watching it. I was like, oh yeah, shit, this, uh, this is fucking stupid. And I thought about it some more and I'm not that mad at it. I'm not. It's this very, I love the Halloween visuals in this movie. Lots of great Halloween spooky season visuals. And it's great. Um, in that aspect. And then the performances are great. Lizzie Kaplan and, uh, who's the guy who plays Homelander? Something star. Anthony Starr. Um, he's great as the dad. And the kid does a great job. And it's 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 awesome. It's spooky. And it's it's a lot of fun. And in the end of it, there's a... Uh, so it's basically the kid's sister is living in the walls um, because the parents forced her there because she was a kind of a, a genetic freak. Um, like a mutant looking thing. And then she's like, I trained myself to climb and to bite. And then she breaks out and all hell breaks loose. Um, and at first I was like, wow, this is, yeah, this is stupid. This is ruining it. But then I thought about it some more and I was like, well, it's a, it's a monster movie. It's a monster movie. And also it's a fucking movie. Like everything has to be so real nowadays. People forget that you could just let it be, you know, it's, you go see a movie to escape. At least most people do, or most people should, honestly, it's a great form of escapism and people get mad when something crazy happens, something non-realistic. It's like, that's what movies are for to explore the, the realms of our imagination that we can't put out into the real world. 
And so I didn't mind it uh, after some thought. I thought, you know, hey, this is fine. Um, it's a monster movie. That's what it is. So I had a lot of fun with it. I'm definitely going to watch that one come spooky season. Um, it Lives Inside just came on Hulu too, which is another one that has great fall, Halloween, spooky season visuals. And I, I love that in a movie. I really do. So next up will be uh, Boogeyman, the Boogeyman, which I had low expectations for again. I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it's a one, it's kind of one that makes you afraid of the dark. You know, one of those ones makes you kind of like you hear the creaks in your house and you're like, oh shit. It, it's definitely one that, that fucks with your mind like that. Also, they, there's a, the, a scene. <laughs> I can't fucking talk. Um, the opening scene is uh, the boogeyman killing like a child, like a child, like in her crib, like a very small child. Um, straight up, like killing her, and she's crying. It's just this awful scene. As a parent, those scenes really get me now. So I'm like kind of hooked right away, and not necessarily in a good way. I'm not like, oh hell yeah, dude, child death. No, I'm like, but I am intrigued um, because I'm like, oh shit, this movie is. I didn't expect it to be this brutal, and it's a brutal opening scene. And then um, let's see what else is going on in that movie. The the one girl, the high school girl, she's friends with this awful group of people. Um, that I hope she's not friends with, you know, if they made a second one, they probably won't. But if they did like awful group, this blonde girl is the most annoying character in the history of cinema. That's not totally true, but, um, she's awful. She's an awful person. How many times have I said awful? A lot. I can keep track of that and then we could take shots later. Um, but she just says like these like dumb thing after dumb thing. And then she's, she's an absolute bitch to this girl who her mom just died and she's going through it. And she just has no sympathy at all. She's awful. And she's not even, like, hot, though. Like, it, usually those kind of characters are hot. She's not hot at all. She's actually, like, I wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. I'm going to think about it, but I probably wouldn't. Um, her face is a little weird to me. And uh, the fact that she thinks she could be such a bitch. And then, like, the friend, like, the other friend is, that's, like, the secondary bitch, you know? Like, there's the head bitch, which is the blonde one. And the secondary one uh, is this she's also blonde she's the, the black blonde one uh and she's got blonde eyebrows and it looks really weird and i hate it and she like it's this gr like grotesque looking group of girls that and no offense and you know the girls i'm sure they're nice people outside of the movie but their characters i really hated them um and i was hoping like like the boogeyman would kill them but they got away scot-free and that's just such a bummer so that's why i'm hoping there's a deleted scene or something like that where the boogeyman just like brutally Kills them. Um, is that sick? That's pretty sick, right, Chubbs? Uh, yeah, so The Boogeyman, I was actually watching it. I went to pause it because Shorzy has a little hematoma on her ear. Poor little nugget. And so we've been hot compressing it with the rag or heat compressing it, whatever you want to call it. Whatever the technical fucking term is. And so um, I went to go. I paused the movie. Finn was already asleep because he wasn't feeling well. So he went to sleep early. And I'm waiting for the, the water to warm up. Um, I'm standing in front of the sink. And I swear to God, like, there's nothing else going on except the sink. Everything, it's quiet because the movie's paused. Um, and I just feel this, like, scurry across my toes. Because I'm barefoot. And I'm standing in the kitchen. This scurry across my toes. I drop the rag. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, the girls go nuts. Shorzy and Theo. They start barking and then they book it downstairs. So I'm assuming it was a mouse that ran across my feet, my bare feet, and then booked it downstairs after I exclaimed the way that I did. 
Um, but just an all-time jump scare given the situation. Like, Quiet House, watching this movie that's pretty spooky. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it, that was, that one got me. That one fucking got me. So, good, good play, Mouse. Good play. Um, anyway, so The Boogeyman, pleasant surprise. Not the greatest thing ever. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but pleasant surprise. So we'll go with that. And then uh, last but not least, we have A Haunting in Venice, which I wasn't planning on watching. But then literally after I watched The Boogeyman, it came up. I'm like, you may also like. Um, which Haunting in Venice is, uh, I think, I don't know if I have to watch it like in order. Like there's several movies that Kenneth Bronig, or however you say his name, the guy who played Gilderoy Lockhart, one of the greatest performances of all time, my favorite Harry Potter character. Um, I guess he, he did like a death on death on the Nile and then there's a haunting in Venice and there's one more that I can't remember the name, but it's like this, almost like this trilogy. I think it's three separate stories though, but he's in all of them. And, um, the haunting in Venice was like the horror one. The other ones were not necessarily horror. They were whodunits, but they, they weren't necessarily horror ones. This one was a horror whodunit, which is great. It's like scream, um, except not like scream at all. This is another beautiful horror movie um the the scenery is amazing the performances are great i love all the performance like 1940s um the the psych the medium the psychic lady she's she gives a haunting performance um the kid is really weird but it's like it's funny kind of weird tina fey is in it too and she does great she's almost like comic relief so there are moments where i'm watching it i'm like is this just a whodunit that's kind of like a comedy and then it gets real spooky and um there's some scenes where the it's shot kind of oddly and i was a little weirded out by that but like they could have been really great but they were shot almost frantically and that kind of ruined it for me that took me out of it but still overall beautiful horror movie um Another Halloween one. Got some great old school Halloween visuals. Um, it's one of those where I might I might watch it again. Um, if it's on, I won't turn it off. But I don't know if I'm going to turn it on. But I might. Because again, it's, it's a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween horror movie. And I like that. And uh, it's, it's not super dark. Like I said, there is comic relief in it. And I do love all the performances. And I love the scenery. And I love the score. And uh, it's a nice little twist at the end that I, I didn't totally not expect. Like, in the back of my mind, I was kind of like, it was probably this person. And then it turned out to be that person. And I was like, yeah, look at me, I should be a detective. But instead, I <coughs> bag groceries. Anyway, so that is my rapid horror movie review. I don't know how rapid it was, but, you know, I did review fucking, like, one, two, three, four, five, six movies. So... That's a lot. That's a lot to do in this time frame. So you're welcome. Um, all those movies should be available for streaming as long as you have like Hulu and Tubi and all that stuff. So um, I think uh, Paramount Plus has X and Pearl. So just for reference. Anyway, uh, we're going to take another break. We're going to take one last break. This is going to be our last break. And when we get back, we're going to wrap this thing up burrito style. And this could be the last episode of 2023. I'm going to try to do a New Year's Eve extravaganza, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Like I said, life gets crazy. It always does. So, Big shout out to my sister and Steve, by the way. Um, they got me a Muppet Christmas Carol, kind of like a sweater, like a crew neck thing. And it's fucking awesome. And I can't wait to wear that out and show it off. And people will be jealous. And I'll be like, yeah, well, 
stay jealous, bitch, because it's mine. My fucking, my sister got this for me. And uh, what did your sister get you? Probably nothing this cool. They also got me a shirt of figment from uh, the Disney Imagining ride. And that's all right. Whatever. It is what it is. I just hate that guy so much. He's so annoying. Now I have a shirt with him on it. Whatever. Whatever. I'm going to wear it. I'm still going to wear it. Don't you get, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm going to wear it. People are going to be like, what's that? I'm going to be like, don't ask. You're not cultured enough. But the Muppet Christmas Carol one, I really, really love, really love. So anyway, all right, taking a break, coming back, wrapping it up burrito style. And that'll be an old wrap on episode 93 of Feel Good Friday. Oh, yeah. All right, everybody, and we are back. Episode 93, time to wrap this thing up burrito style. It's been a fun, fun ride, man. It's been a fun ride on this episode 93-93-F-G-F-L-F-G-I have an S-T-D. What? No, I don't. Why would you don't joke about that? That why I don't have an STD. Who told you that? Who told you that? Who the fuck told you that, huh? It's a lie. They're a liar. I don't have one. I might have one. Anyway, um, here we are. Wrapping up episode 93. We're going to party like it's 1993, baby. I got my Jinkos on. I might go to KB Toys, maybe Toys R Us. Then follow it up with an adult trip to Circuit City and Dominic's. Oof, don't get me started, man. Don't get me started on what I could do. I'm going to throw in some Limp biscuit and some corn, some new metal. That wave is coming through. Who knows? And then I'll go watch Hocus Pocus because it came out in theaters in 1993. I don't think Limp Biscuit was around in 93. I could be wrong, though. I don't truly know my Limp Biscuit history. I just know that they're fucking awesome. And they're coming to Henley Park next summer. Them and Creed in the same summer. And Three Doors Down because they're touring with Creed. Get the fuck out of town. Summer of 2024. What a what a time it's going to be. What a time it's going to be. We'll see. Anyway, um, I am going to wrap this thing up. A couple things. And it's bothering me that I can't remember if I talked about succession or not. Um, I know I've mentioned it before here and there, but I can't remember if I went into detail that I finished it. I finished succession and it was one of my favorite shows of all time. I loved it. I'm bummed that it's over. I could rewatch it. Sure. But it's not really the same on a rewatch. You know that sometimes people are like, Oh, it's just as great. It's not, it's let's be honest. It's not the same. The first time is the best time, uh, except for sex. Cause the first time kind of hurts. Unless if you're a guy, um, but then it depends on who you're doing it with your first time. First time, first impressions are big. And, uh, I don't know if you're just with some like Grand Canyon bat cave having uh woman, you know, very loose. And maybe you're like, this is what all the hype is about. But you know, I said it depends on who you're, because then if it's too tight too, then it's, I'm not going to get into it. But if it's too tight, it's another it kind of, it hurts for both. Cause you, then you feel bad. Cause you're like, this has to be killing her. But then that also might be an ego thing. Because maybe in your mind, you're like, this has to be killing her. My dick is huge. Maybe she's like, oh, this is it. This is this is nothing. This feels great. It's like a little massage. In which case, that's a blow to my ego. But hey, what else is new? <laughs> anyway, Succession. I finished it. I've been watching it since May, so it's about goddamn time. I finished it semi-recently, too, which is why I'm truly upset that I can't remember if I talked about it. It's also a possible set of oncoming Alzheimer's. I hope that's not the case, but you never know in this life. It's a cruel, cruel world. Um, Succession was great. 
I absolutely loved it. The ending, um, everyone kind of got what they deserved. Like, no one really was truly happy, I don't think. Kendall was probably the most miserable. Um, let's see. Shiv was like, Siobhan was, she wasn't miserable, but she kind of accepted her fate, and it wasn't a fate that she really wanted. Roman just went back to the bar and kind of smiled when he got handed a drink, and I was like, oh boy, he's going off the wagon. Uh, then Connor, you know, Connor didn't win president of the United States, and uh, it just didn't. Uh, there was a lot of backstabbing, a lot of betrayal, as there is in in that world, and um, it ended no differently. And uh, I'm kind of, I, I don't, I don't know. I was rooting for Kendall the whole time. I mean, he's not a great guy. Don't get me wrong. He's 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 a liar, and he's done backstabbing type of shit before. He's he's done that type of behavior, exhibited that behavior. Exhibit X to the Z. Exhibit. Hey now, hey now. Um, there's just a couple songs. But uh I was rooting for him and uh he got the worst of it in my opinion. He looked like a fool at the end and uh damn shame. But also these aren't real people, so what am I doing? But it was entertaining. It was fun. It was compelling. The score maintained itself. It was always great. That intro song is badass. Um, it was funny. It was really funny. But also, like, it can be funny. And then, like, the next scene, it's like, oh, my God, this is happening. So it's a good blend of all that. I really uh, enjoyed it. And I'm going to miss it. And Succession was great. But let's talk about something that's really important now. Let's talk about something that's really important. And by the way, um, Shiv and Tom had, they, they, they were not American. So they were faking those accents. And they did damn good. Especially Tom. Especially Tom. I was rooting for Greg and Tom, and Tom actually got the best of it. So, way to go, Tom Wamsgams. Uh, you're the man. Kind of the man, you know. He didn't necessarily win, because his boss is basically like, I want to fuck your wife. And he's like, yeah, I get it. So, kind of cucked on that one. But also, that's typical Tom behavior. Um, anyway. Moving on from Succession. Ultimate Endless Shrimp at Red Lobster, people. Let's talk about it. We're going to talk about it. Now, here's what's happening. Ultimate Endless Shrimp. Mix and match options like new Crispy Dragon Shrimp, Garlic Shrimp Scampi, Grilled Shrimp Skewer, Parrot Isle Jumbo Coconut Shrimp, Walt's Favorite Shrimp, Shrimp Linguini, linguini Alfredo, not Linguini, Limp Biscuit Alfredo. Hey-o! Rolling, 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 rolling. DJ Lethal, bring it home. Shrimp Linguini Alfredo and Popcorn Shrimp. You choose three to start, and when you're ready, we'll bring more. Served with your choice of side. Sounds like a great, great fucking deal, right? Ultimate Endless Shrimp. It sounds awesome. Now, here's what happened, though. Red Lobster did not expect it to be as popular as it was. Red Lobster's Endless Shrimp deal was too popular. Company says... It was a simple plan. Simple plan. I'm just a kid and life is a nightmare. Business tends to slow down at Red Lobster locations during the third and fourth quarters, so its parent company, Thai Union, launched a new promotion. For $20, customers could eat as much shrimp as they wanted. The promotion has been a tradition at the chain for more than 18 years, but in June, the company announced that the endless shrimp would become a permanent fixture on the menu. Permanent. They're quoted as saying, we, know the, we knew the price was cheap, but the idea was to bring more traffic in the restaurants, Thai Union CFO Ludovic Garnier said in an earnings call earlier this month. Well, it turns out the plan turned out, turns out the plan turned out a little too well. I don't know if I like that wording there, CNN business. 
The company said in its third quarter earnings, more than more customers took advantage of the seafood chain's ultimate endless shrimp than expected. The key reason for the chain's roughly $11 million loss in the third quarter of 2023. So it started off at 20, and then I think they moved it up to 22, and now it's at 25, and they're settling on 25. Red Lobster saw a traffic increase of 2% compared to the last quarter and 4% compared to the previous year, but the company didn't expect the promote. I'm sorry, didn't expect the proportion of customers choosing to participate in the deal to be as high. On this promotion, we don't earn a lot of, a lot of money at $22. Why can't I fucking talk right now? I apologize. On this promotion, we don't earn a lot of money. At $22, we don't. The idea was to bring some traffic, Garnier said. And uh, it's become one of the most iconic promotions of Red Lobster. But to keep it on the menu, there has to be some changes. So I think they moved it up to $25. Um, that's what they're settling at. And Garnier also said, we need to be much more careful regarding what is the entry point and what is the price point we're offering for this promotion. So Red Lobster losing some money because uh, because people, it turns out people like their shrimp. People are fans of the Red Lobster shrimp. And I don't blame them. All those choices, that dragon shrimp sounds amazing, the garlic, every, the, like all those shrimps. I'm a big shrimp guy. And people try to gross me out on shrimp. They're like, oh, they're just covered in poop and they're like the fucking bugs of the ocean. I don't care if they're delicious. If bugs tasted that good, I would I would eat bugs, but they don't. I remember buying the little barbecue crickets from the Field Museum, and they were bad. If bugs tasted like shrimp, I would eat bugs, but they don't. So don't say that the bugs are the, or I'm sorry, don't say that the shrimp are the bugs of the ocean. They're like the poop of the, like, no, they're delicious, and you can't tell me otherwise. I don't care what, I don't care where something comes from. That's why I like these, like, documentaries about the slaughterhouses and all that mcdonald's and taco bell like they don't get to me the finished product is delicious in my opinion it is delicious drunk or sober for the most part so you're not changing my mind i like shrimp and i totally understand an 11 million dollar loss because people love shrimp you go to red lobster for shrimp except sometimes they get a lobster pizza at red lobster oh good stuff didn't think that was an option and then i saw it and i was like what lobster pizza I am a rich, rich man. That's what I felt like. So just thought I'd give you a little business update. Red Lobster not doing too well at the end of 2023 thanks to Endless Shrimp. Ultimate Endless Shrimp. In their defense, it brought in the traffic. 4% from last year. So that's uh, that's an increase in my books, the way I see it. <sighs> what a way to end it, huh? All right. That'll do it for episode 93 of Feel Good Friday. I hope you enjoyed it. I know I had a good time. Um, didn't have as much to talk about as I thought I did, but it is what it is. These things happen. Sometimes you run out. Also, I'm trying to get this done so I can get a New Year's extravaganza in because New Year's is tomorrow, people. So your boy's got to hustle. Hustle and grind. Maybe not so much grind. Because grinding grinding is like, there's Grinder, which is the gay dating website, but then there's also grinding like, you know, like a chick, like grinding on you. So grinding, I, I, I hustle though. I hustle. That's, that was some, that was dumb. I apologize. What am I, you know, sometimes I just say things. Like I said, I just say them. And when they're leaving my mouth, I'm like, what am I doing? Why are those words coming out? And they're out. And it's like, I just have to live with the consequences. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in to episode 93. I'm sorry uh, if it wasn't that great, but I'm hoping the New Year's extravaganza goes well. I have a plan. We're going to see if the plan comes to fruition. I know I'm going to come in some fruition, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I don't fuck fruit, 
But uh, not even on New Year's. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. If there's no New Year's extravaganza, I apologize. I hope you all have a great end of 2023. And I'll see you in 2024. Hey, I'll see you next year. <laughs> oh, fucking gets me every time. God damn it.